lot can happen in 13 years. A boy can grow and become a man. A child can go from elementary school to college and beyond. A couple can meet, fall in love, and have children. A TV show can be kinda canceled, but not really, and then come back on the same cable network, but under a different programming block, and then in five more years, two huge nerds can spend their Saturdays podcasting about it. This is Samurai Jack season five. This is Gotta Recap. Everybody, welcome back. Back to the cast. Gotta recap. Brendan, it's been 13 years. Uh, what? I'm <laughs> canonically, I'm 41. Oh, no. You can tell by my voice. The end is nigh. This is it. I should have appreciated our younger years recording this podcast together. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Me. Uh, Nick Montagani, I'm here with Brendan Riley. Brendan, <laughs> it's season five time. Hell yeah, baby. I'm very excited. We made it. We made it. We made it. We made it. We did it. Old Samurai Jack, the one you might remember from your youth, is dead. Yeah. Bury it. Nope, this ain't your... Forget it ever happened. This ain't your grandpappy's Samurai Jack. We're on Adult Swim now. We did just do our grandpappy voices at the beginning That's of true. the episode. So this is ex- like very explicitly <laughs> grandpappy's Samurai Jack. No, that was. This is this is for the young. Oh, and this now. is for the, yeah. the kids. Uh, welcome, kids. We are here to talk about Samurai Jack Season 5, starting with Episode 92? What? Well, more on that later. Uh, (laughs) Brendan, 13 years, Mm -hmm. 2004, the end of Samurai Jack as we knew it Mm -hmm. on Cartoon Network. Jack and the baby, the grand send-off for that television show. People certainly not pissed about that. (laughs) For 14 years. Um, Fuming on it. (laughs) We didn't have to go through that. We only had to go through a few short weeks of waiting. But, um, Brendan, I I wrote up just, you know, a little history here. Because, you know, 13 years is not an insignificant stretch of time. No, no, it's not. So it's like a, it's like a, almost a third of my life. It's almost a half of my life. Yeah. It's not actually a third. That can't you're, be right. you're right. It's yeah. closer to I half. think I'm closer because we're not that far apart. <laughs> no, <in> we're not. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. bad at math. <laughs> oh. That's okay. Maybe I should have just let that go, and then people would have been like, ooh, those guys are Holy a little more mature. Shit, Brennan's 40 there. years old. Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. He's got one foot in the grave. <laughs> and one foot on the gas, baby. <laughs> uh, 2004, the show just kind of ends. Just stops. Like we talked about. Yep. Doesn't really end. Just kind of ceases. <laughs> uh, they kind of just reach the end of their run in that season. And uh, 
I did a little research on this, and even Gendy Tartakovsky was like, they they literally didn't know if they were going to get a chance to like finish Samurai Jack. It seemed like he had some ideas kicking around that like it was kind of reaching an endpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wasn't sure if that was ever going to happen. Um, and even uh, an art director on the show, Scott Willis. Uh, There's quotes from him saying that they literally didn't have time to think about doing Samurai Jack because it was their development of the final season of that was overlapping with the development of the Star Wars Clone Wars show. Ah, yeah, that checks out. So, like, they all had to put all of their focus into that and just couldn't even devote, like, any brain power to Samurai Jack. That kind of sucks. Wasn't that Star Wars show not even really that long? I think it was, yeah, only a handful of because I remember when that was first airing, like on Toonami, and I might be wrong about this because I have a friend who's a huge Star Wars fan, but I thought they were doing like short episodes, like 10 minute episodes at most. Uh, and there wasn't a lot of dialogue in them. It was kind of just like a lot of Sith fights. And there's like one right. where Yoda fights the Sith lady. Did that I happen or am I making that up? <laughs> I uh, The problem is, is I didn't watch it at the time. So like, I don't really know the original format that it hmm. aired in. Um, I've only since seen bits and pieces of it in like the collection that they released on Disney plus like a couple years ago or less. Um, and that is like two like multi hour specials. I think is the way they've released it. Yeah. So it's, it's not like bite sized chunks like it might have been back then. Yeah, this I think what I'm thinking of, I I remember being a mini series like it might have been 10 episodes and they were only like five to 10 minutes each. Uh, So it wouldn't fill out a full multi hour special. Perhaps the Star Wars, I think maybe we've even talked about this before. Perhaps the Star Wars Clone Wars mini series is something that we need to devote some time in like a future bonus episode. Yeah, I think that could be a check it out to do. Yeah, perhaps we will. Um, But you know, speaking of dedicating time to that, yeah, it seems like the whole Samurai Jack team, including Genny Tartakovsky, were like, this is, they probably had a lot of pressure on them from like Cartoon Network, like this is where all the money is coming from, from oh, like, yeah. Lucasfilm. Oh, yeah, so, that's like, we got to satisfy deal. them. Yeah, and this could be like a huge boon for us going forward with like contracts with yeah. these companies. Yeah, and I think it was, because then they had like the 3D Clone Wars show that came out after that. Uh, right. And then Rebels, was that on Cartoon Network as well when that came out? Because that's more recent. No, that is more recent. And I don't know what else it would have been on if not for like the Disney channel. Yeah, I'm not sure if Disney had already acquired Lucasfilm at that point. Yeah, I'm not too sure either. Um, oh, well. Well, but in any case, you know, that was <laughs> that was kind of what they were all working on. And, and as we've also touched on the show before, you know, for years there was a Samurai Jack movie kind of kicking around mm-hmm. um, that was, you know, promised to be like, yeah, the end of the Samurai Jack story. Uh, there's a quote from Gendy Tartakovsky in 2006 where he literally says, we will finish the story and there will be an animated film. Oh, what a lie. <laughs> Six seasons <laughs> that, in a movie. <laughs> he was very convinced of that. And it seems like a, like a few movie studios had like signed on to produce it, but then backed out at one point or another for one reason or another. That always happens with these kinds of things. Yeah. This was like, you want to call it like development hell or whatever it was. Like it just was never, it seemed like it was never meant to be based on like the oral history of people talking about this, this 
Samurai Jack final movie. And then like after a while, you reach a point where it's like, it's probably better just to not do it at this point, like Half-Life 3 uh, or The Dark Tower. You wonder what it even would have been. Yeah. Yeah. If they had finally released that and kind of got that that train rolling. Um, But yeah, that that never happened. And for a long time, you know, there wasn't a lot of Samurai Jack stuff, you know, out in the wild. There was a couple video games that kind of released over the years, like a PS2 game. I think there was like a GBA game or something like that. I believe it. Um, And then obviously the comic book series that we talked about Mm -hmm. on our recent bonus episode. You can go back and listen to our thoughts on the 20 issues of the main Samurai Jack comic book series, um, which started in 2013. So even, yeah, nine years after the show ended on Cartoon Network, like that was kind of like the most substantial story, like Samurai Jack story content that we we had gotten yeah. to that point was the comics, which are non-canonical. Yeah. So... Which they kind of uh, establish immediately in this episode. <laughs> yeah, they throw that shit like right out the window <laughs> with their own heady concepts. <laughs> but yeah, that that was a 13-year gap between 2004 and 2017. Some things that happened in the meantime, Brendan, between those years uh, in animation, t- TV animation. Uh, the Simpsons is bad now <laughs> that those years kind of cemented i mean it was da- it was going downhill in 2004 uh-huh. anyway but like those were the years where everyone finally accepted that like the simpsons is yeah, bad the movie came out in that time and the movie was okay but like even yep. that was like one of those things that had been being worked on for so many years that like how could it possibly live up to like expectations i thought it was fine so, i was not a huge yeah. simpsons fan to begin with though so I was, but I still, I did still enjoy the movie. So that, that was good for me. Um, Streaming has become a thing in these intervening years. Um, The only reason a show like Samurai Jack was able to like survive in the culture, I think was because of like DVD box set Mm -hmm. sales that probably caught on and got some sort of cult following after 2004. But yeah, in, in even the years before season five, like then, yeah, like Netflix and Hulu and everything we have now, like that that stuff all moved over to streaming. And I wonder if that had any sort of meaningful impact on like if, if those numbers were like enough to convince someone like, oh, maybe we really should revisit this. Yeah, I wonder, because I think when this aired, it didn't go to any streaming services right away. Uh, I did. I, Cartoon Network might have had their online service at this point. Um, I remember I, Adult Swim, you could like sign in with like your cable provider yeah, or something. Yeah, that's it. I remember that because that started around when like Rick and Morty started as when you right. were like, oh, I could go online and watch it. And that's cool. But I remember having a hard time. One of the reasons I didn't watch this season when it came out is because I didn't have cable. And mm-hmm. so I didn't have a good way to watch it yeah. without like pirating it. I don't know if it was going like straight to like Hulu or. Anything. I don't believe so. I don't think so either. I'm pretty sure Hulu was where Samurai Jack was the first four seasons. Like you could stream them at hmm. a certain point. Um, but yeah, the fifth season, I think, yeah, you kind of had to be subscribed to some sort of cable service to be able to yeah. watch them. And I wasn't, um, so I didn't. And I think they streamed the first two on like free online during okay. the premiere. And that's how that I ended up right. seeing those. 
yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, the advent of streaming in the years between Samurai Jack's end and return was definitely a huge thing for not just animated shows like this, but also just like all of television. Oh, yeah. The way people consume television had dramatically changed. Completely changed the landscape as we know it. And here we are. (laughs) Welcome. Yearning for the good old days. (laughs) Uh, Cartoon Network has, you know, in those years, seen like some really big shows that uh, personally, I I mean, I'm looking at a short list here and every single one of these passed me by mm. like because I had sort of aged out of yeah. that sort of thing. I feel like um, like even Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends was 2004. So the same year that Samurai Jack ended. But mm-hmm. like I have no affinity for that show. I really liked that show. That was very yeah. good. I just, yeah, never watched it. Yeah, that was another one that started with like a, a movie special. And then okay. went into the show. Uh, and I remember enjoying that one. I probably have seen it all at this point. What about Chowder, which debuted in 2007? Chowder. That's the one with like the little blue cook boy. That one yep, that uh, I kind right. of liked. I didn't watch that one regularly, but that was very similar to Flapjack, which I'm sure you might mention <laughs> on mm-hmm. this list. Also, yeah, also on the list. Uh, I liked Flapjack more and they were very similar. So I kind of would like chose a team on that one. Uh, in a similar fashion to that, Brendan, uh, Adventure Time and Regular Show both debuted in 2010. That's another one where they're both very similar, and I fell hard on the Adventure Time uh, side of that. Those two, I think, were like humongous modern hits of yeah. the Cartoon Network. Like a lot of my friends of really like Regular Show. I, I, I know many people in my life who like both of those shows a great deal, so like those I feel like really kind of made it was almost kind of like a resurgence of like cartoon network with people like my age yeah at the time um which i thought was interesting the only other one i have written down is uh, steven universe which debuted in 2013 oof i got opinions on that show but we don't have time for that <laughs> very popular though i mean i very popular about it, with I feel like, like since it debuted yeah it's very popular um it's it's got its ups and downs. That's another show like kind of like Samurai Jack that was like plagued with hiatuses and like okay. weird large gaps in between episodes. I feel like yeah, it was airing forever mm. for many years, and it's only a few seasons. Like there's not actually that much yeah. going on with it. Uh, but that one is made by, I believe Rebecca Sugar is one of the leads on that, and she voices Marceline in Adventure Time and wrote all the songs for Adventure Time. So I was a little pissed with that show because when she <laughs> wasn't full time on Adventure Time anymore, uh, there were less songs on it. And that bummed me out. They stole your character. They stole my character. And beloved show. All of her great music. A crime. Um, yeah, I, All of those shows that I just read off, like <laughs> I never watched them, but like I remember them being part of like. The zeitgeist. Oh, yeah. What about um Gumball? Was that in that time? Or was that it after? Was somewhere. That might have been slightly after or like towards the tail end closer to 2017. Because mm-hmm. I, I really like Gumball. That show is very funny for what it is. Yeah. That also something I've not watched, but know that like has a ton of fans. Oh, yeah. And then there's other stuff like We Bear Bears and... Never got into that. I just don't know anything about them. We've got a a shared friend who's really into that, but 
I think I know the one. Yeah, I, I just didn't see it. I watched the, maybe the first episode and I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> this is not for me. I think I watched one episode because uh, Griffin McElroy voiced one of the characters. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that was enough to get me to watch one episode of that show. And I got my I got my fix. <laughs> got it done in done in one. Sweet baby bear. <laughs> Cartoon Network staying relevant over all those years. Uh, Gendy Tartakovsky over <laughs> all those years. Also staying relevant. You know, Star Wars, Clone Wars, we just talked about. That yep. ran until 2005. Um, and then also on Cartoon Network, he had a show that was pretty short-lived. It looked like it only ran for about six months or so, but it was symbiotic titan um which is something we've mentioned on this show yeah. previously but we both kind of had no idea what it was yeah even just now i i did a like search my memory sounds vaguely familiar but <laughs> and i'm still not even really sure <laughs> what it is so maybe we should do more research on that before i read the name on, of it again on the show <laughs> if that ever should happen um but that those projects sort of pale in comparison to what is maybe Gendy Tartakovsky's like most successful project ever. If you really want to look at the the entire span of his career, which is the Hotel Transylvania series of films, I thought you were going to say Primal. And I was like, I feel I like have, nobody talks about Primal. <laughs> Primal's cool, and I do enjoy watching Primal. But um, no, the uh, massive massive success of the Hotel Transylvania films cannot yep. be denied. No, it can't. No, and I I remember you brought this up. I think in episode one, even. Well, that that was him, and I didn't know that. But looking at it, it's kind of obvious. Like it's got that, it's got his style that he puts into his shows, even in like a weird three D animation thing, yeah. starring a major celebrity in Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely got that like art style, the 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 shape of mm-hmm. the characters. Yeah, you can sort of see that, and I would be interested to watch at least one of those movies to see like how similar. Maybe some of the themes are in like a very what seems like a very heavily like kid friendly kind Mm. of franchise. Um, But those movies, yeah, they have endured. They're still making them. I mean, 2012 and 2015. And then they made one in 2018. And then they just released one this year, Brendan, in 2022. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So there are four of those damn things. Wow. I've never seen one. I haven't seen a single one either. But um, yeah, Gendy Tartakovsky. He has remained working for a long time. Well, damn, good on him. Good on him. Even better on Phil Lamar, the man does not stop. No, he really fucking doesn't. This guy gets fucking work. And uh, there's probably many things that you've seen that he has been in that you didn't even know he was a part of. But he yeah. his, his credits on IMDb. Like they just they keep racking up and up and up like each time I return to the page to look at something. So he's he is doing quite well. Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten pretty good at picking him out a lot of the time, but I'm sure there's stuff that even I was didn't notice. Definitely. Um, A couple credits in the years between seasons four and five. uh, He did play Wilt on Foster's. Yep. A character, one of the only characters I could see an image of and know, oh, yeah, that's a character from Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Yeah, big, tall, red guy with a a wonky eye. I wouldn't know his name, but I would know what show that he is from. (laughs) Uh, He, of course, you know, continued to play Hermes on Futurama and all of the different Futurama side projects that have come out over the years. Oh, yeah. 
He's been the Green Lantern in like a ton of different DC yep. things. Yeah, I think he was the Green Lantern. Wasn't he in the old Justice League show? I think so. And so yes. I think they've just carried that forward, kind of like they did with Mark Hamill as the Joker. They're just like, well, he's right. he's him. That's him. Like, <laughs> No sense in changing that now. Yeah. I think he gets immense joy out of playing that character. So like, yeah, let's, I think let's so, let him yeah. keep going. Mako, in the years following Samurai Jack season four, uh, finishing his run in the role of Aku, the shape-shifting master of darkness, uh, went on to play another beloved animated character, uh, of course, Iroh, mm-hmm. in Avatar The Last Airbender, which you might not realize, Brendan, actually ran after Samurai Jack. It was from 2005 to 2008. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yep. I thought it might have even started in like 2003, but no, it was even after like Samurai Jack had fully wrapped up. Mm-hmm. So that was like his full-time gig. It worked out for him. People love that character. It's it's a a great character in many ways, like as great of a character as Aku, but Aku also cannot be denied. Oh, in, no. Like his his villainy. Um, but yeah, he plays that character on that show for a couple of years. But then Mako died in 2006 at 72 years old. Uh, far too young. A great talent uh, lost to the world. Um, but he died before Avatar. Yeah, it was not even finished yet. There was a long stretch of time on that show where Iroh just didn't speak. Oh, is that what they did? Oh, weird. It makes sense narratively when you watch the show, kind of like Iroh's story. Mm. Like it, it does make sense as to why he didn't speak, but also like I think they had to figure out a way to like, how are we going to have wrote this that character story the because of what happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think there was some of that in there, uh, but he was eventually replaced on that show. Uh, a new voice for Iroh, a man by the name of Greg Baldwin, who we're going to be talking about a little bit in this season of Samurai Jack. Is he one of the Baldwins? Um, yeah, one of the lesser Baldwins. <laughs> like a pantheon. A Baldwin, yeah, Baldwin Minor. Um, he had learned how to do Mako's voice by listening to the cast album of the Sondheim musical Pacific Overtures, which I think is a very fun fact. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Which I guess Mako was the lead in that musical, or like one of the leads, which is insane to me to think Yeah, I'd like to hear him sing. A very highly successful actor, if you look into Mako's history. He was nominated for a fucking Academy Award. Wow, for what? I don't remember. I didn't write it down. (laughs) Sorry, I asked. Cut that. It's okay. Cut that, cut that, cut that. Um, (laughs) He was nominated nominated for that and for like a Tony for, I think, Pacific Overtures and like a couple other awards. Um, But yeah, Greg Baldwin, a man who, if you kind of look into him a little bit more, he's a great social media follow, but the man loves Mako and specifically the character of Iroh. More than any other person on this planet does. This person like <laughs> warships Mako and Iroh. And and Greg Baldwin does like cameos as Iroh. Um he's yeah, he's he's very much into the character and kind of his whole message. Um he's a good dude. I mean, yeah, good for him that he got to play the character then. Yeah, I think it was like a really big deal personally for him. And like he has commented many times on social media how like this his like Mako made his career like if not for Mako being like who he was and then for Greg Baldwin like worshiping like his work he would not have been able to like 
have the success that he's had in his career. So like he credits him with like a lot of stuff that he's done. Wow. Damn. I just thought of a title for this man's uh, like biopic biopic, like his documentary in the shadow of Aku. Oh, that's pretty good. Boom. It'll sell a million copies. Yeah. You ought to suggest it. All right. I'll tweet at him. Yeah. We'll hit him up. Um, He'll love that. Certainly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's kind of what happened in the years after 2004. But Brendan, it's 2017 and they announced Samurai Jack is coming back. Oh, yeah. Just when you thought it wouldn't be finished. We've got some more stories to tell. I remember being very surprised when I heard that it was coming back. And I, I wasn't like hip to it, I think, until right before it happened. I don't know what the run up to it was. But it was like days before when somebody was like, yo, Samurai Jack, Thursday, they're playing it online. It's like, what the fuck? I was very surprised. And it actually hit me just at the perfect time because I had watched like all of Samurai Jack, the first four seasons, sometime in like 2015 or 2016. So it mm-hmm. was still like very fresh in my memory. And then, yeah, 2017, it's coming back. And I'm like, I didn't I didn't watch this it, the entirety of this show with the like expectation that I would ever get to have yeah. like a final season of it. Yeah, it's cool that you didn't do it like it's cool that it came like just far enough away that like you weren't rushing to do it to watch this. Exactly. It's just like yeah. a nice surprise. Like, hey, here you it go. Here's like, a little bit more for you. It was like it was it's a very lucky time. For me to be able to do something like that. And yeah, I, I just like you were, I was very shocked when that announcement came that like Samurai Jack was coming back. And not only that, I was coming back with the final season airing on Adult Swim. Yeah. So, you know, as much as we've talked about in the past, like Samurai Jack having some more mature themes than a lot of other children's television shows mm. that were airing at the time or have even aired since. Um, coming back on a adult programming block so like promises to be much more mature and maybe like lean into some of those themes that they were never able to in those past years yeah and boy howdy does it there are some things that happen in this episode and then other episodes beyond that yeah that's kind of pushing the boundaries of yeah. what we know for like the extreme jack moments um yeah it's back they announce it's back gendy tartakovsky's back phil Lamar's back mako of course you know, 2006, uh, and in those years, who better to replace him than Greg Baldwin oh, in yeah. his show? Um, but yeah, that's that's the long story to history. We've talked a long time here, Brendan, before we've actually gotten into the show. But uh, yeah, I mean, there was a lot to cover. It was 13 years worth of no Samurai Jack. Um, <laughs> we got it done in about 30 minutes. <laughs> I hope. Yeah, that was an easier wait uh, for everyone than that 13-year gap. But the wait is over, Brendan. It's time to talk about the first episode of Samurai Jack Season 5. So let's get into that recap. Let's do it! Brendan, today we're talking about episode 92. Yeah, you mentioned that. The math might seem a little weird to you, I think. Uh, A little bit. I think I know what they're doing, though. (laughs) We left off at 52 Mm -hmm. uh, at the end of Season 4. Um, But episode 92 is what we're discussing today. And what they did was they purposely jumped the episode count far forward in time to simulate three seasons worth of episodes, 13 episodes each that never actually happened. Yep. Just to try to like convey the passage of time, the literal passage of time 
between the end of season four and the beginning of season five, but also like the passage of time that happens in the show, which we'll talk right. about in just a moment. So a clever, a clever trick. It's cute. That they did. Yeah. I'm really going to throw it's off my, my file naming scheme, but my, uh, yeah, my directory is going to be a mess. <laughs> uh, our SEO might also be a bit of a mess. Uh, oh shit. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> It's okay. This is the hit that we knew we were going to take uh, getting this thing started. So we're just going to yeah have to wear this one. Um, episode 92. Uh, for season five, they did not give any of these episodes uh, subtitles or like official titles. Yeah, you like know, I don't think they ever did. <laughs> they did, Brendan. It's legit. I swear. <laughs> I know you don't believe it, but it's a real it's the real thing. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you how I even know it's true. So XCII is, is what we're working with, and that's it. But if you go on the Samurai Jack wiki, they suggest, the wiki suggests unofficial titles mm-hmm. that you can use for these episodes. For this one, I think it's like, the re- they're like, you you can refer to it as the return of Jack or some stupid shit. Oh, I won't. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no. I think there's much better titles for this one if we're going to make them up. I might have. Yeah, that might have just been me making that up, but it's of of a similar quality to that. So <laughs> Jack versus Scatman. <laughs> Scatman Crothers. What a good <laughs> episode that would be. Um, no, the uh, episode 92 is simply how we shall refer to this one. Sounds good. March 11th. 2017. It seems very weird to me yeah, to now be reading the air date of this episode, like thinking about how far in the past I was reading the other ones. Twenty yeah. Reading out loud 2017 feels weird to me. Yeah, I mean, it is a little weird, but that's the reality. It's a weird thing that we're about to talk about, but let's do it. Cold open to start the episode. Uh, there's a town nestled in some rolling green hills way off in the distance And uh, it's quiet for a moment, but then there's a series of huge explosions and screams coming from the town. Uh, A small family of these sort of blue-green aliens with uh, antennas that look like Shrek's ears. Yep. They run away from the city, and it's a mother and her daughter and a baby uh, running away. They're being apprehended by a foe with a very familiar metallic clambering noise chasing after them. Oh, yeah. The show wastes no time. Must have been very exciting for those, like, having waited 13 years. Like, waste no time uh, reintroducing what is probably, like, the most familiar of all, like, throwaway Samurai yeah. Jack villains. Yeah, it's, it's definitely the most recognizable fodder enemy in the show. For sure. Um, it's the Aku Destroyer Beetle Drones. And they're looking sleek, boy. It's a new model for them. Yeah, their their design yeah, is a little updated it's, for it's these looking modern good. times. They're, the, the back ends taper off a little bit where they used to just kind of be these domes. Mm-hmm. The heads are looking a bit meaner. They don't have those big, like, stupid pointed noses that they used yeah. to have. <laughs> it did away with that. Their eyes are red instead of blue, which is inherently more evil. More sinister. <laughs> yeah. So they're, yeah, the... Newest model, um, the beetle drones encircle the family and spin around them for a long time, like they did to Jack in episode three, the first fight. Um, and the mother places her hand on her daughter's face and lowers her head 
and uh, looks down and they're they're face to face and her antennas crackle with electricity and these two speak to each other in kind of this alien method uh <laughs> known where as words... texting <laughs> yeah i mean there are emojis <laughs> um but actual words appear in like the static field between their antennas mm-hmm. um and she says to her daughter i heart you with an exclamation point at the end of it and the daughter repeats the exact same message to her mother and they have resigned themselves to die to these aku destroyer beetle drones Brendan, here it is, that dark adult swim tone that oh, they were yeah. promising. Right off the bat, some gut-wrenching shit like these this family accepts that they're going to die in each other's arms. Yeah. Jesus. I know. Pretty dark stuff. But I did really like that cool non-verbal communication for this, this yeah. alien race. I like keeping – we don't get like an actual speaking line for a little while, which is something I like about this show. They know – what they're working with. It's, mm-hmm. it's, the people eat that up. If if Samurai Jack's back, they yeah, they want it to be that familiar kind of style. Um, but the drone stops circling as the sound of a revving engine grows <laughs> in the distance. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I knew you were going to love this, Brendan. Uh, and the drones stand up, waiting for whatever's coming. And someone comes roaring in from the distance on a Christian Bale Batman era motorcycle. Yep. <laughs> wearing this heavy metal plate armor with a tall horned helmet and like a red devil samurai face armor. Yeah, and an oni mask, I think those would be called. Yeah, uh the initial <laughs> you see this character come in and like I mean we we know what we're talking about. The initial reaction is very much like, "Oh, who could it be?" I wonder who this strange character is. Yeah, lots of winks and nods, but then, <laughs> I mean, it's weird enough that this person who we think it is is riding on a motorcycle. Yeah, uh, he finally learned how to drive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, God, after all this time, that was a big plot point that you know, he didn't know how to drive <laughs> in earlier episodes, but it's been long enough. Um, but then, yeah, weird enough they're on the motorcycle. Weirder still, they pull out a fucking gun. <laughs> And launch a missile. Like a noob tube straight into the middle of this drone swarm. Uh, and enters into the middle of the circle and unloads a full machine gun that just carves through <laughs> these drones. Yep. It runs out of bullets and pulls a wheelie on the bike. And these spikes pop out of the tires. And Brendan, we're in high definition Samurai Jack now. This shit looks good. Oh yeah, but I do because I do have an issue though with the bike. Okay. I don't love it when cartoons use 3D models. And that's I it's maybe not fair. It's a it's a me problem. But when a 3D model in a cartoon is obviously a 3D model, it kind of takes me out of it a bit. And this bike, every time we get like a close-up shot on it or it doing anything. It's very clearly a 3D model. We had problems with this at points in the first or like the last two yep. seasons of Samurai Jack. But that was kind of like, I feel like the early days of oh, yeah, introducing yeah, yeah. stuff like that into 2D animation. And like, it, it looks nice. Like, don't get me wrong. It, it's it's a it's clean. Uh, it doesn't do the wonky, weird, like effect that they tried to do, like when they were climbing the wall in that one episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, it's very clear to me that it's a 3D model. Maybe 
it's the flat shading. It's not even like cell shaded like things might be. It's like very flat and the edges are maybe too defined. I don't know. Brendan, I can't argue against you. You're as, as I always say, you're the artist. Your work goes. <laughs> I you know what it might be? It's the frame rate. The, the bike's frame rate is higher than the 2D stuff. It's very high. Yeah. yeah. You're right about that. In any case, the uh, front wheel of this bike plunges down onto a Beetle drone and just carves it into nothingness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tears it into little chunks. And uh, this unknown warrior launches the bike above the drone <laughs> swarm and crowd surfs over them with the spikes digging through them as he goes. Yeah, he's just riding on top of them. Spikes coming out of both wheels. Mm-hmm. Digging his path through the swarm like nothing. <laughs> um, a beetle knocks this warrior off of his bike. Uh, the warrior draws a pistol from a holster and just unloads it in the drone's face at point blank range. <laughs> yeah. it's fucking wild that he's using guns. <laughs> it's a it's a very different man we're looking at here, Brendan, although we don't know who it is just yet. Uh he fires off a few more shots and then draws a black rod. There's almost like a fake out for like this samurai man. Yeah. Whoever he may be. There's almost like a fake out of him, like drawing his sword from the black sheath. Like we've seen. Yep. Someone on this show do many yeah, times. One other character. Yep. Some guy that the show's named after. Uh, but it's actually just like this long extendable spear. Mm hmm. Uh, there's a cool shot of him plunging this three-pronged spear into a beetle drone, and the camera cuts inside of its robo body, and uh, he twists the end of the spear around to like get all of its wires and guts all tangled up and torn out of the beetle. Yeah, like a like spaghetti. Yeah, he pulls out pulls out them robo intestines. <laughs> there's even a moment where yeah, he's like doing some pretty heavy carnage on these beetle drones and like some of the oil splashes down near the feet of like the little girl. And she has like a yucky, like tongue sticking out emoji in her yeah. antennas. She's like, Oh, this is kind of fucked up. Yep. A drone strikes this warrior in the face, destroying his mask and knocking off the helmet. The camera pans up the warrior's body and reveals his face. Brendan, it's Samurai Jack. Yeah. It's some bearded guy. Some dude with a beard who looks a lot <laughs> like Samurai Jack. Um, long, long, messy hair and an even longer beard. And even the little girl is very surprised. She her antennas light up and she says, Jack, question mark. Mm -hmm. What's happened to Jack? I don't know. I mean, I, we're going to find out in a minute. Very like, soon. This <laughs> initial. Yeah. This initial reveal is shocking. Like his appearance is one thing, but like. The motorcycle and the guns is so <laughs> shocking to see. What's he been through in the character. last 40 episodes? Yeah. Um, some shit. I <laughs> <think>. Apparently. <laughs> or he's learned how to be a modern man. Like finally. <laughs> um, now we know it's Jack and in his familiar fashion, he leaps through the air and lets out a mighty battle cry, which is cool because it's punctuated by like, uh, a A A A A flying behind him on the screen like he's mm -hmm. going ah oh, and it's kind of showing behind him which is fine. Um, brutally takes down the remaining drones and uh, puts his helmet back on and hops on his motorcycle and rides off into the setting sun and the little girl shouts with her antennas 
uh, at him, thank you, as he rides away without saying a word. Yeah, still a badass. That's, yeah, the introduction of Jack is is interesting because, yeah, it's still kind of a, like a familiar fight for him, uh, but not in like the weaponry specifically. No, not in like any way we've seen, really. No, like his his fighting style with like the spear and everything is consistent. And like him being the savior of like the people being oppressed by Aku, although even that gets turned on its head in just a minute here. Mm-hmm. Um, thrilling to like have the opening scene of this season five be like, yeah, Jack, Jack is here, but also <laughs> something's going on with him. He's very, he's a changed man. Yeah. Uh, very changed, and he's going to give us some details right now. Brendan, the new intro for season five starts playing and gives us, yes, significant story plot points. Yep. 50 years have passed. Jesus. So we've wondered before, like, how long has Jack been in this future time period? Like, when, how long since he was sent into this time? Like, has he truly been here? But he tells us it's been. 50 years, maybe even 50 years since the events we saw, or just 50 years in total. Hard to say. I kind of took it as 50 years since he arrived in the future. I thought so, too, Um, which is incredible that Mm -hmm. he's he's been here this long and has still not figured out his way home. Um, And yeah, that much time can change a man. Uh, It doesn't change one thing about him, though. He says that he no longer ages and that time has lost its effect on him. Which is... What I was referring to with throwing out the comics, because we see old man King Jack in the comics, uh, yes. but clearly that's not going to happen. No. Um, well, I don't know. He's almost kind of like in a King Jack style right now, just like kind of, dirty. Yeah. yeah um, um, and the beard is darker. I think he has a lighter beard. Salt and pepper. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're right about that. I think when I initially watched this season and like saw Jack with his long hair and beard, I was like, Oh, they're doing a King Jack thing. Like right away. Um, maybe they will, maybe they won't, but will they, won't um, they? I, you're going to find out. <laughs> I, I should say now, Brendan, there are details. There are many details about season five that I do not remember. I remember like kind of how it wraps up mm-hmm. and some of like the most major plot points that happen, but there are a lot of like the finer things that I don't remember about this. I thought I had only seen this first episode, but I'm pretty sure I've also seen the next one. Uh, Because this one did not end the way I remember the episode ending. Got it. Um, Well, then the surprises will start for you in a few weeks, I suppose. (laughs) Well, it's still not fresh, so it's still like... Right. Yeah. Even for me. Yeah, there's stuff I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. (laughs) I forgot about this. Five years, I think. I saw this the night it aired. (laughs) Right. Um. I watched it probably about that same exact time, and I don't think I've watched it since. (laughs) So Uh, Jack, in this intro, he sounds completely defeated. He says Aku's grasp chokes the past, present, and future. There's all these shots of scenes of destruction in this land, and Jack says hope is lost. Wow. Yeah, which is a huge turn for his, like... Philosophy and yeah, we saw him struggle with that before, and he was always able to overcome it. But it sounds like time has really beaten him down. It is kind of sad because it felt like he ended on a high point in like Jack versus Aku in season four. Like it Mm -hmm. seemed like he was finally like gaining that confidence that it was going to work out. And yet, fifty years has been enough to like convince him, like, oh no, actually, this is never going to happen. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, he's given into those dark feelings, Um, and it's fun 
He's standing in the pouring rain and lightning strikes as Jack says, got to get back, back to the past Samurai Jack. Kind of hate that, actually. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> clunky. It's definitely clunky. First time I heard it, uh, I thought it was a joke. I was like, what are they doing? Please, please don't make this the actual intro. Like one time, if this is the only episode it happens in, that's fine. And I don't know if it happens in the rest. But goddamn. <laughs> Better get used to it, bub. <laughs> I may start skipping the intro. <laughs> no, come on. You got to watch it. Um, anyway, that is the new intro giving us, yes, significant story details. Um, from here, we cut to there's a scene. There's this wooden effigy of Aku in a dark cave and these women in black robes and white masks with like Aku shaped horns. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're bowing before this wooden statue of Aku and lying on an altar in the cave is a pregnant woman in labor, screaming out in like a blood-curdling scream. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a gong that sounds as she's birthing multiple jet black babies. It's pretty like fucked up stuff that's going oh, yeah. on here. This like real occult kind of like, oh Jesus, like ritual yeah. kind of birth thing that's happening. Some- Weird, nasty shit that, like, we would not have gotten into on previous seasons of Samurai Jack. And um, is the implication that they are actually Jack, or not Jack, uh, Aku's daughters? It's hard to say. Um, I don't know. It's it's based on what they say, it seems like Aku has at least been around. Mm-hmm. So um, they are... They, and she does make a say I'll have a line later about like Aku's fire burns within them or yeah. something. So um anyway, I'm gonna move on from that question, Brendan. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh the woman is uh helped up and dressed in this same sort of outfit as the rest of them, and all these babies are placed on the altar before the Aku statue. And she says uh, to the statue that the seven daughters will do Aku's bidding and succeed where others have failed. And Brendan, it's Gray Griffin, our old friend from Samurai Jack seasons four and maybe three, I think just four. Uh, she's back on post Avatar after the success of her role as Azula, everyone's favorite character. Yeah, that uh, character. The character we all know and love. Very similar kind of voice acting or like specific role between Azula and this character, which she plays in the show, which is called the High Priestess. I'm not sure if that ever gets mentioned on an episode, but I've written it here on my notes to make things easier for us. They didn't mention uh, it in this one, but her hat does have more horns than all the other women. Yes. So she's in some sort of she's some sort of authority figure. Yeah. In this cult. <laughs> um. Cuts back to Jack cruising through the desert on his bike. Uh, it does some more of that 3D animation stuff, Brendan. I'm sorry. It's that, all right. You know, <laughs> it's going to happen. It, it's going to rub you the wrong way. It's not. Yeah, it's going to happen consistently, I think, throughout this yep. season. So we're just going to have to learn to live with it. Um, but we do have some time with Jack riding through the desert to like appreciate the art style of Samurai Jack in general. Mm-hmm. Um, we noted very early on in the show that like the art and animation quality had improved subtly over the years, but was always consistent. Like it never felt like they had gone radically like, yeah. different into the far future as far as like way improving Samurai Jack's art style. Mm-hmm. 
And that even still feels like the case here. It seems like like the natural evolution of this show's animation, but now like it's in high definition. Yeah, uh, and something that you already start to notice at this point in the show is rather than doing the... Well, they, they keep the comic book style. Like you said, they have the ah written behind him as he's flying through the air. But rather than doing the comic book panels, this one plays a lot more with uh, like aspect ratios. Yeah. And I wonder if that's like something to do with like the popular media at the time. Like comic books were kind of cool in the early 2000s, late 90s. So they did like a comic book thing. And now film is getting really big. So they're doing more like. There are some shots that are really widescreen with huge black bars on the top and bottom. There are some that are like square, like an old TV. Uh, you even get some where it, it thins like a camera phone. Uh, and I just think it's it's really interesting the way they're playing with that now more than like these cut panels that are coming in. And I'm for it. I, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, definitely. And it, 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 it does kind of help take Jack into like the next uh, takes him into the future without like pushing it beyond yeah. Like what we're familiar with in the show. So that's very cool. Um, Jack is riding through the night into a forest. Uh, it's it's autumn. Seems like there's leaves falling from the trees. Even like the colors of the trees are like very reminiscent to old Samurai Jack episodes. Like something about this forest like feels like home. Uh, he pulls over and hears a blast from far off in the distance and we can see a plume of smoke far off through the forest rising up into the air. And Brendan, this is an indication of how far Jack has really changed. Uh, normally in this situation, he would be running straight towards that blast. But he just lowers his head and turns away and continues riding on in the opposite direction. Yeah, he does. He's so tired. He's a he's a very tired man now. It's, it's, he's completely hopeless. Yeah, like all of his fight has been like drained from yeah, him. Yeah, it makes you kind of wonder why he even held those people at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, it's like he's now he's like picking and choosing his battles as opposed to just like no questions asked. I have to help everybody, mm -hmm. um, which is, yeah, dramatically different from the virtuous samurai that we've known for so long. Um, but he rides away from that blast and reaches a stream in the forest somewhere and hasn't entirely changed because he takes in the nature in the forest and like bends down to have a drink out of the stream. So like he's still doing that. Yeah. Some things you know. never change. He's got to take in those pleasures in life, even in this hellscape of a far future <laughs> that he hasn't aged a single day in 50 years. But, you know, it's life is good. Yeah, I guess. Oh, but he's nerfed. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, he's bending down to have a drink and there's leaves falling from the trees into the stream. And he hears a voice ask him, why? And he looks up towards a falling leaf and his father's face appears in the leaf and speaks to Jack and asks him if he's forgotten him and his people and the mission. And Jack is very clearly like hurting Mm -hmm. And like in a pained voice, he replies like, no, I haven't forgotten you. Um, the leaf falls into the stream. And Jack looks up and now instead of the leaf with the, his dad's face in it, literally we are now seeing the emperor himself floating down the stream and yelling out to Jack and again, accusing him of like forgetting his people and turning his back on them. Um, but his dad with like his outstretched hand, like 
asking for help and telling Jack to like remember, and Jack is like so pained seeing this vision before him. Yeah, it's fucking brutal. It's pretty fucked up, and it's about to get even more fucked up. Jack's in a really dark place right now. Yeah, he is. He is at like at an all time low. Um, another leaf falls, and his mother's face appears in it, and the leaf falls into his the stream. And his mother floats by him now. Like he sees his mother drowning in the stream too, reaching out to him. And she says that Jack abandoned them just as kind of his father did. And Jack desperately is replying, I I haven't. Uh, and Jack's mother says to him, you left us all too. And then a chorus of voices yells the word die as Tons of leaves fall off of the trees into the stream, which is also kind of like a weird phenomenon in, in nature for that many leaves yeah. to fall at one time. Had to be like a gust of wind or like an earthquake or something to knock that many down at once. Or somebody just like dumping them out of the tree as like a clever prank. <laughs> the camera pans up and there's just somebody up there with a trash bag, like <laughs> somebody blowing shaking leaves them out of their lawn, like, oh, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, tons of leaves now fall into the stream and Jack stands up and puts his hands on his head and is horrified as hundreds of zombified people cry out in pain as they float by Jack in the river. Yeah. And this is a cool shot. You get some like cool parallaxing on the people where like different rows of them are moving at different speeds, uh, which I don't think is something that the show really messed with up to this point. Things were kind of like more static. Uh, This is another improvement on the animation quality. It's, it's, it's a pretty horrifying visual. Oh, yeah. All of these people um, just yeah, crying out in pain as Jack is like clearly like losing his mind. He's like gone clearly insane. Oh, yeah. 50 years into his journey here. And to further cement that his vision goes fully dark. And before him uh, appears the shadow of some kind of sinister samurai warrior on a horse standing in kind of like a green fog and the samurai is wearing a horned helmet and carrying a big banner. It's got sinister yellow eyes, but you can't really see any other details of this character. Nope. Um, and, but Jack looks up at it and, and quivers in fear. Yeah. Who is this guy? That's kind of what's fun about this fully serialized season. Brendan is we can like have, these kinds of things set up and then actually pay them off later. Yeah, yeah. Things actually carry over between episodes. Yeah. As opposed to introducing that maybe at the beginning of the episode and then paying it off at the end of the episode. <laughs> Revealing it 10 minutes in and then dealing with it in the next 10 minutes. This is one of those things that I don't remember what it is. Um, so even I am like excited to like see what exactly what is going on in Jack's vision here, but it's enough yeah. to freak him the fuck out. It seems important. Seems important. Important. I guess we'll figure it out later, uh, but Jack has got to get away. He tears away on his bike uh, and the smoke from the explosion that we saw earlier still is billowing in the opposite direction from where he's going. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's running away from his responsibilities. It seems it's starting to spread in the atmosphere, kind of showing that it's been going on for a while now. Long time. Yeah. Um, Cuts to later at night and Jack is roasting some sort of nasty looking rodent over a campfire. Um, You would have thought that maybe after 50 years, he might have had like a more permanent hideout or like even a house. But he's still kind of just fully living on the road. 
Yeah, yeah. I you, which I wonder why. If he's given up looking for a way home, what is he? What is he doing? He just can't settle anywhere or something. Maybe the visions haunt him too much. He has to keep running. Maybe he just can't take the risk of yeah having like a permanent settlement where someone could know he was going to be there and and come and get him. Yeah, I don't know. But he's he's sitting around this fire and he's eating. But again, he hears his father's voice. And he looks into the fire at a vision of his father wreathed in flames in tattered clothing, uh, sort of standing or like almost kind of hanging in like a crucifixion pose. Yeah. Yep. Father? What? I, I... We've been waiting for you so long, but you never came back. No, father, Aku destroyed the way home. I don't understand. You are the only one who could save us. Father. He destroyed everything. Everything is burning. You've forgotten your purpose. Jack clearly, he clearly feels a tremendous amount of guilt about how it's taken so long for him to get back and save his people. Although if you think of it, it it doesn't really matter how long he's been in the future because mm. you know they're dead like they're long dead yeah when you when you factor in how time travel would work exactly he could have gone back the day that he was sent into the future yeah and it wouldn't have made a difference he could have gone back earlier even in in some ideas yes um but i, I it's it's his own uh, his psyche here that's fucking with him. He's been here long enough in the future that it's clearly weighing on him very, very heavily. Mm-hmm. But it is also, <laughs> it's also kind of weird to me that they did like two Jack's guilt scenes back to back in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, good stuff, but like we, we get it. You didn't have to do them like rapid fire like this. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think they kind of put it on a little heavy or on a little thick in the episode. Because this isn't even the last one. No, yeah, we'll 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 do it one more time. But um, they're really hammering you. Ja- hey, Jack's not doing so good. Yeah, <laughs> we just really want we, you guys to know. Like, we we get it. We get it. Um, flames are lashing out from that fire as Jack's dad continues to like lay into him, and the forest starts burning, and Jack's father, his his body is replaced by like this gigantic flaming wailing face uh, surrounded by other like wailing flame faces. Things are starting to get a little spooky around mm-hmm. here. And as Jack is looking on at the scene, there's a, a horse whinnies behind him. He spins around. And again, that shadowy samurai figure is there, which uh, it also feels weird. Cause we still don't have any explanation for who it is, but like, They've now popped up twice <clears throat> in like just a few minutes. Yeah. So they want you to know this is important, but won't are not willing to give any details just yet. Um, Jack screams and it cuts to him bursting through the flames on his bike. And this time he is actually heading towards that smoke cloud. That is like the last trickles of it are going on in the distance. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, now it seems like he's been guilted enough by these people who are not actually there. Uh, it, they've, they've kind of pushed his buttons far enough where he's like, all right, well, I'll, I'll at least go do one good thing today. Um, cuts to commercial 
And it cuts back. It's been a few years since that freaky childbirth scene that we talked about earlier in the episode. <laughs> yep. Um, these girls are now a little bit older. They all have the same face, but have different hairstyles, which is like the <laughs> only way we're able to tell them apart. I thought that was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, well, they're, uh, what would you call that? Send, se- what is seven children? Sep- septuplets. Septuplets? Yep. Does that sound right? Yeah. Um, or that'd be nine. I don't know. I think that's, I think that's seven. We're going to roll with it. We're just going to say the seven daughters. (laughs) Um, They're undergoing this sort of intense training. The adult women in this cult are just beating the hell out of them. Oh yeah. There's this giant one. Gargantuan. The the buffest lady you've ever seen. With this like jet black skin suit that they're all wearing. But yeah, she's got these, she's like a Greek god. She even like hits a pose at one point that is very much like something you would see on like a Greek vase. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And she's got these gigantic like cannonball tits in her <laughs> yeah, skin just suit. She's sticking off in different directions. She's a fucking humongous woman. And yeah, just beating the piss out of these little girls. <laughs> but one of them gets knocked away and, uh, she sees a single beam of light shining into this otherwise entirely dark cave and runs to the source of the light and looks through a crack in the wall out at this beautiful sunset that's over like a lush valley with a river running through some rolling hills. Mm-hmm. This is presumably the first time she has ever seen the outside world outside of this cave. Yeah, that's how I took it. But she's taking this all in when the high priestess appears behind her. Bask in the glory of what our master has created. Admire its beauty, but know that the samurai is out there leaving a wake of devastation wherever he goes. That's why, my sweet Ashi, the daughters of Aku must stay focused. Never relent. Always attack. And we learn that, uh, yeah, this, this young girl, her name is Ashi, the high priestess says. Uh, and the secret order that they're part of, they're called the Daughters of Aku. Um, and she hurls Ashi back towards that Goliath woman who picks her up and just pummels her in the face repeatedly. Oh, just starts beating the hell out of her. <laughs> just punching her in the nose again and again and again. Um, some time passes and the girls are now much older. Um, and they are leaping across some stone pillars uh, we see Ashi again, which again, we recognize her because of her hairstyle. Because she's got a teardrop shaped head. Yeah, and she's got that big spiky pointy hair. Not to be confused with the one with a lot of spikes or the one with the two spikes that stick down or the one with the two spikes that stick up like Mandy just, from Billy and Mandy. Just that that one big spike that we know and love. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is this is Ashi. <laughs> she's the named one. She's important. She's perhaps she'll mean something. I mean, the rest (laughs) of them don't get names. Uh, They don't need them. It's fine. (laughs) Um, Ashi slips uh, on one of these stone pillars and one of the other girls goes to help. But the high priestess tells her not to. Uh, And Ashi's hanging off of this cliff by her fingertips. And the high priestess jabs a staff down into her fingers and like grinds them down in the dirt with the staff and just like yelling down at Ashi, just asking her, are you weak? Yeah. She says, there's no room for weakness uh, 
for Master Aku, and she's just like actively trying to like get her to let go. She's basically telling her get good. Yeah. Yeah, really brutalizing her and and Ashi screams in pain but manages to pull herself up and continue the tra- the training which the high priestess loves. Mm-hmm. There's some sort of sick shit going on around <laughs> here. There's a brief scene of the girls walking into a pitch black room where they're firing flaming arrows on them. I love this scene. This is like one of the most striking scenes in the episode. You can see like them silhouetted. You can see their eyes and then these arrows and they're like you said, flaming arrows, but it's all white, like the fire and the smoke trailing from them. And as they pass by the girls, it lights them up on the side that it passes by. And they do like these sick dodges and like tons of arrows come in and the smoke trails from them are like like wavy, like thin lines. It's very nice looking. I actually tried to take a bunch of screenshots uh, on HBO, but it wouldn't let me take snippets. So I took a bunch of pictures with my phone. <laughs> oh, those will come out real good. <laughs> those are just for me, for the fan yeah. art that I have to draw. <laughs> <laughs> the private Brendan stash. <laughs> the high priestess bows again before the wooden Aku statue. And yeah, she says that soon they will fulfill their their goal. And then Aku will honor them again. With his presence, she says. So Aku has at least been around these these ladies once or twice. Mm-hmm. From here, Jack pulls up on his bike to that city where the uh, smoke, just the tiny little smoke stream is coming, coming out of now. It's been long enough where it's, it's not really a super active scene. And he rides in to find the city demolished and everyone is already dead. Yep. <laughs> He's too late. There's just charred corpses everywhere. Um, 50 years ago, Jack definitely would have prevented this massacre. Oh, yeah. But yeah, now he's this far in the future, like for him to see like his inaction, Jack's inaction, like directly led to like lots of people dying here. Oh, yes. Yep. And it, it is entirely on him given what we're about to find out, which is that it happened to get him to show up. Exactly. Yeah. If if he had taken that bait, he could have done something. But yeah, he's like over it at mm-hmm. this point. Um, he walks into the city and Brendan, a robot assassin, appears through the smoke. I fucking love this guy. He's this very tall, slender, robotic Ronin with a metallic hat. Mm-hmm. Big, toothy robot smile. Uh, he almost kind of looks like the next evolution of the X-Model robots, kind yeah, of. Yeah, he's got one of those skull-shaped faces that the X-Models have. Yeah, but it's like his his mouth now like fully articulates <laughs> yeah. and everything. Maybe we should refer to him as a Y-Model. Uh, we don't have to do that. He's got a name. Uh, he's got a name, Brendan. This is a guy, I know I've said this before on this show, but this is truly... One of the best Samurai Jack characters of all time. I really like this guy. (laughs) Samurai Jack! Man, it is good to see you, babe. What took you so long? I decimated this village days ago. Just for you. Oh, wait, this is you, right? I mean, who could recognize you with all that gear and ruggedness, baby? I'll tell you who. Me! But it might be her about that. Scaramouche the Merciless! 
the Pied Piper of Ruination, the Crooner of Carnage, the Ambassador of Annihilation, the Eradicator of All Baby, also known as Aku's most favorite assassin, baby. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> it's just Tom Kenny doing a <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr. impression. I love it. <laughs> Every line is punctuated with babe or baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. It's it's a good bit for the kids. A Sammy Davis Jr. impression. They'll this love one's that, not right? for the kids anymore. No, that's true. Now it's for us. Although, to be fair, like in the time between season four and season five, I had probably learned enough of the world myself to understand this Sammy Davis Jr. bit that they were going for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So maybe they had yeah enough faith in the people who watched the show then to have grown up a little bit. Yeah, it's always been for us. That's right. Yeah, they're just aging up the material <laughs> to go yeah, keep us invested. Um, Scaramouche is great. He implores Jack to whip out his famous sword. I love it. He just says, whip it out, baby. Whip that thing out, babe. I'm just, yeah, I'm talking about your sword. <laughs> He, uh, but he grows deathly serious when he sees that Jack doesn't have the sword. Uh, and he laughs and says, no, 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 babe. Don't tell me you lost your sword. (laughs) We have a very interesting flashback of a younger version of Jack. Younger in quotes, because, you know, we know he doesn't age. A clean shaven version of Jack, at the very uh, least. The familiar Samurai Jack that we've seen in past seasons. Yeah, no messy hair and no beard. Bottom half of a white gi. Yes, the, the familiar outfit, even more made more familiar by the fact it's been torn away in some sort of battle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we have this very brief flashback of this version of Jack watching his sword scatter across a stone floor and then fall into a bottomless pit out of yeah. sight. It, it kind of looks like Aku's house, but it's all blue instead of red. But otherwise, yeah. I would have thought that's where he was. Kind of, yeah, unclear mm. um, exactly where. But Brendan, you know, I had, I had teased this a little bit going into season five. Brendan, the sword is gone. It's gone. He just doesn't have it. Which is like, it's, it's ex- extremely significant. For this show. Well, maybe that's also what he's referring to in the intro uh, when he says that his hope is gone. There is no hope because the sword is gone. Right. And Like maybe so. that's really what's what's killed his motivation. Like, well, I cannot do it without the sword. There is literally no winning the fight yeah. without the sword. Um, and and it does. Yeah help explain why Jack is fighting with like some weird electrified spear and fucking guns and, <laughs> and shit like that. Big ass guns. Um, yeah. Had to catch himself up. Like now I don't have the sword. So now I better learn like a new way to survive in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is pretty much like the, the worst case scenario for Jack is that his sword is gone. Um, and Brendan, I mean, I mean, not to spend too much time talking about the comics because, you know, they're non-canonical, but we've now had two very similar moments to the comics. Uh, yeah. 
Jack using a gun, which he briefly did in like one panel in the comic yep. books. I almost brought that episode up, actually, or that issue up when you talked about why he didn't settle down somewhere, because we did see him for about or supposedly about 20 months. He stayed in the city. That didn't true. work out for him. No, he eventually got got. Um, but then, yeah, the most the most significant uh, line we can draw between the comics and this is that the sword is gone. Yeah. I mean, different circumstances, of course, uh, but definitely like if you're going to write a plot point about Samurai Jack, like this is the worst thing you can pretty much do to him. Yeah, they're they're really setting up how fucked he is at the the, like right away in this season. Yeah, things are looking really bad for him. Um, Scaramouche, he loves this. He's eating up the fact that Jack's sword is gone, even though it seems like he was very excited to see it. He's like, oh, great. Well. This is then then you're nothing, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he pulls out a cell phone, starts to place a phone call to Aku. <laughs> he sings the dial tones as he's, and, uh, as he's typing bump, it in. Bump, bump. <laughs> Everything he does is, yeah, just way over the top. He's hilarious. <laughs> um, we get our very first brief glimpse mm-hmm. into Aku's new voice on the other side of the phone. Uh, just a couple short words. We'll yep. we'll be much uh, more substantially introduced to him in in upcoming episodes. Um, but Aku answers the phone, but then Jack hurls a fucking kunai through the phone and starts punching Scaramouche in the face. <laughs> he starts wailing on him. <laughs> yeah, Scaramouche is a great character, but like is purposely like a big pain in the ass, mm-hmm. um, and seems like the type of dude that Aku would absolutely loathe to have oh, yeah. on his team. He would drive him insane. It's got to have been tough having to have like worked with this dude over the years, like thinking he probably was pissed at like his evil scientist for creating Scaramouche. <laughs> but he's gifted. He's a good, he's good at what he does. We don't get to see too much of it in this episode, but um, what he does is very cool. He uh, leaps away from Jack and, he says, let's dance. He pulls out a jazz flute and starts playing a tune. I love it. Yeah, we get a nice jazzy flute riff for like a lot of the scenes during this uh, fight. Yeah, he goes full Aqualung on Jack. <laughs> um, the ruins of the city start to animate behind Jack and they form into this tall stone golem creature. Mm-hmm. And Jack fights off this the stone creature as Scaramouche's song sort of compels it to attack and like keeps it moving and animated. Um, Jack uses his staff to uh, carve through uh, the golem. He he punches a couple holes in him. Yep. And uh, as he's fighting, he hears a child's voice behind him. He turns around and looks at a boulder, which turns into a child. In tattered rags, much like some of the children that we saw in the mines in episode one of yep. Samurai Jack, a crowd, a, a, an entire crowd of children appear around Jack and start begging him for help, including like the actual child from episode one that offered the emperor some water when he was pushing that big wooden spindle thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice throwback. All the people that we saw in that are the people that he felt he left behind. Right. 
that was his last visualization of them was like in the mines. Mm-hmm. So like those are the people he's let down by being here so long. Um, Scaramouche watches Jack pleading with the children who aren't actually there. He uh, he says that Jack's gone buku cuckoo. <laughs> Brendan, I also must say the HBO Max subtitles are on point so far with some of the crazy <laughs> lines that have been coming out with this guy's out of this guy's mouth. They have they have not missed a beat. Yeah, that checks out though for this season, considering how much more recent it was. I bet the subtitles were like baked into the video files. By this time, people gave a shit about mm-hmm. doing it the right way. That's true. Although, I don't know. We haven't seen the Scotsman yet. You know, who knows if he truly That's will appear. true, but, yeah. Uh, that could, yeah, lead these subtitles far astray. Um, but, yeah, behind Jack's vision of these children, he again sees that dark samurai uh, sitting on the horse. So three times in one episode. I yeah. don't know if they'll ever tell us what the deal is with that thing. Probably not. It'll never come up again. Probably not. Doesn't seem important. Um, he's distracted as Scaramouche slams him with some flying rocks and uh, Jack's gauntlets on his metal suit. They fold out into shields uh, and he blocks some more rocks and then hurls one of these shields towards Scaramouche, breaking his flute in half. Um, Jack leaps up and attacks with two daggers he's pulled out, but Scaramouche hurls a sword towards Jack which he dodges, um, but Scaramouche basically says it's no big deal about the flute and says that really it's, it's the magic within him, the music, the musical magic within Scaramouche himself that uh, sort of controls the fight and gets the job done for him. So what he does is he starts scat singing. Yeah, and it's bad. <laughs> it's not good. It's purposely very bad. Yeah, I'm not like the biggest fan of scat singing, but like when it's done well, I'm I, I I can enjoy it. This is bad, Brendan. You're breaking the cultural norms by not being a huge fan of scat singing. <laughs> oh man, everyone Jesus. else in the world is so into it. I really like scat man. That's about yeah the only one you can do. But he doesn't do any beep beep da ba da bop in this particular episode. He doesn't it's do any. Um, so I hope you enjoy him doing that for the rest of his appearance. I kind of do, because I can imagine how fucking annoying it would be to be fighting somebody who just will not stop scatting. Like oh, you're God. you're going at him full force and they're just like walking backwards fucking scatting at you. And you're like, ah, ah, ah. And Jack has to hate that. Like of all the freaks that he's seen in his 50 years <laughs> here in the future, like it's it's just there's never it never ends. Like <laughs> This level of annoyance, there's, yeah, always These something fucking new. people. God, can't we just, yeah, invent one robot that doesn't talk? Why can't they all just be <laughs> Aku Destroyer Beetle Drones? Yeah. Uh, the sword uh, stops in midair and flies in Jack's direction once uh, Scaramouche starts singing. Um, and Scaramouche leaps away, scatting as he goes. Jack runs after him as the sword keeps flying in his direction. Um, Jack and Scaramouche spar with daggers as the flying sword attacks Jack from the other side. Um, Jack goes to strike, but Scaramouche's dagger splits in half, mm-hmm. which is a very cool weapon that Scaramouche has here. Is it, Jack's dagger strikes it, uh, but it lets out 
like this supersonic hum and it's actually like this high tech tuning fork. Yeah, I really like it. I, at first, when you see it split, I thought it was just like to catch the blade. Right. But they, they, the fact that they made it a tuning fork that like resonates with Jack's blades is a very fun idea. And consistent. Yeah. With like this oddball musical character, yeah. he would have some dumb shit like this. Um, yeah, this loud metallic whine rings out and Jack's dagger just explodes with this this hypersonic sound. Um, Scaramouche, he's brags some more to Jack and, and Jack runs in and strikes the tuning fork with his last remaining dagger, which starts ringing out again. And uh, Scaramouche thinks that the fight is won. He actually says to Jack, uh, au revoir, that's French for you're dead, babe. I don't think that's true. I think that translation might be off. Um, I, uh, did take a few years of French in, uh, middle school and I can confirm that's 100% correct. Oh, okay. I didn't, I don't speak French. I just, from, you know, from popular culture, but can't always trust. Take. Yeah. I, trust what they tell you on the show, Brendan. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. How, they would never lead you as How foolish of me. That's yeah. they're the trying question, to teach. Scaramouche. It's like the new Muzzy is uh, <laughs> Samurai Jack. Ooh, what a pull. I only know Muzzy from the commercials, and the only thing I know how to say in French because of the commercials is, I am a little girl. <laughs> or like, I am a large beast, or whatever <laughs> he says in return. I don't know. Ooh, Muzzy, that's nightmare fuel <laughs> stuff. Um, Yeah, Jack's dagger is ringing out, but he holds onto it and basically cooks the dagger in his hand like a grenade in a Call of Duty game. Uh, yeah, I really like it. <laughs> Really clever play by Jack as he hurls that dagger at Scaramouche just at the, the moment that it explodes. And he gets a hold of Scaramouche's big ass sword and starts dragging it towards him uh, as Scaramouche is trying to surrender. Um, but Jack picks up that sword and hurls it down through Scaramouche's body, just carving him perfectly in half. Uh, his body falls to the side, and oil sprays everywhere. It sprays in like a perfectly horizontal line from his body. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's almost kind of like what we had in episode three when Jack was cutting these, yeah. these beetles in half. Um, but yeah, maybe a little more graphic. Although Jack doesn't bathe in yeah. the blood. Well, you know, actually talking about it now, I wonder if the intention was always for it to be this graphic, and they did it in the first movie and got away with it then. But then the censors were like, ah, whoa, hold on. Like we I feel like we it actually never really got that bad. Ever yeah. Like maybe they only watched point. the first like episode and a half of the opening movie. And we're like, yeah, this looks fine. And then it gets to the bloodbath that is episode three. And they were just like, Oh whoa, my whoa, God, whoa, we let whoa, this whoa. happen. <laughs> we got kids watching this. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you're right. This is like, finally like that vision mm -hmm. fully realized. Yeah, so that like it's with all the callbacks to the early episodes in this in this one, I wonder if that's like a here. Remember this? We're doing it now. Like We're for going real. to now, yeah, fulfill <laughs> that kind of promise that yeah. that we might have had back then. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, Scaramouche is defeated. His body explodes, and his head flies off and lands with a thunk somewhere far off in the village. Mm -hmm kind of rolls to a stop. And if you watch while it's rolling, you can see they flattened one side of it to lay on the ground, but it's already flat as it's rolling. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's funny. Um, yeah, Jack defeated him, 
and picks up that tuning fork, kind of studies it and then sheathes it and and leaves. Mm-hmm. So that's like another new aspect of Jack is like foraging for weapons. Yeah, found weapons. Picked up a new trait or feature. Or taking trophies from his victories. <laughs> if he really wanted a trophy, he would go grab that Scaramouche head and, and yeah. hang it from the back of his I bike. think it's more just because he lost his daggers. He's like, well, right. need, a new, need a new knife. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't care what he gets. It's like PUBG. He's like, all right, well, what do we got laying around? Um, Brendan, that was like the first kind of real season five Samurai Jack fight. I mean, the top of the episode was one thing, but this was kind of like the first the first big battle. Yeah. And at this point uh, in an old episode, we would roll credits, I think, right about now. It would be just about that time, but we've got one final scene to play out. Cuts back to the daughters of Aku continuing their training. Uh, the girls are dexterously climbing up a stone pillar with the adults sort of waiting in the wings with with weapons to fight them off. Mm-hmm. The girls fight back. Uh, Ashi dodges an arrow and then runs up to the the woman shooting the arrows, grabs one straight out of the air, and then plunges it through the mask into this person's eyeball, which gushes with blood, uh, becoming the new champion of the most brutal thing that's ever happened on Samurai <laughs> yeah, Jack. Yeah, fucking badass. They're just straight up killing these other, uh, what would you call them, priestesses? Yeah. Um, yeah, they had to, poof. She gets a couple more of them on the way through. The it, it is interesting, like, all these adults get killed by the younger, stronger daughters of Aku. It makes you wonder if, like, this is not the first time they've, like, cycled through. Like, they've brought in, like, the new, the fresh blood, and, like, the old ones gotta go. Like, as yeah, soon as I, the young ones are strong enough, like, the old ones, this is their sacrifice. They each generation kind of is plan. stronger and stronger. Yeah, maybe maybe this was always part of the plan. Um but yeah, you're right, Brendan. There's there's a few more arrows that fly into the faces of other adults, and the other daughters know already that it's Ashi who is the one who's firing <laughs> yeah. these arrows. So again, she's the only named one, and she's the only one who seems to be doing anything. So <laughs> yeah. she she might be important to the show. Um, we'll find out eventually. Maybe we won't. I don't know. My lips are sealed. <laughs> um. They scramble up to the top of the tower. Uh, Ashi reaches the top of the tower first, by mm-hmm. the way. Uh, the high priestess says that their training is complete, and they're each given their own spooky white mask. Yep. Um, so now we can't even see their hair to tell them apart. They all literally look the exact same. Yeah, and the line that they do uh, at the moment is uh, seven, what is it, seven girls or seven people, one face. Right. Uh, so yeah. they will they can act as one person in a fight. Right. Yeah. Their their identity is this this kind of mm-hmm. faceless killer serving in the name of Aku only. Um, and they run out of the cave into the real world for what seems like the first time in all of their lives. Um, as the high priestess, she commands them to fulfill the purpose for which they were born, which she says is to kill the samurai and it ends with them yeah running off into the distance um to se- seemingly work on that mission oh yeah i wonder how that'll go for them probably not great uh brendan 
that is the end of the episode, but I did want to mention that uh, the episode ends with the familiar Will I Am Samurai Jack theme song playing with the uh, Samurai Jack eyes that pop up. So like you might have gotten nervous that the familiar intro didn't play, but they do at least still like carry that over, which I think is good. Yeah, that is good. Uh, you, I feel like you have to. You can't bring the show back after fucking 14 years and not have something. The Samurai Jack theme song, too, I feel like is one of the most iconic parts yeah. of the entire show. We literally named our podcast after it. Yeah. <laughs> also, post credits, it does that familiar Cartoon Network logo sting where like the boom, black boom, and white boom, boxes. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, it, it that used to happen after every show, but I I don't know if it happens after any shows now. So I was really happy to see that they. Yeah, they did sure. I think that. that was a cartoon cartoon thing, actually. I think. Yeah. You're right about that. It's cool, though, because it's like the new Jack with like his messy hair and beard, like in like that old familiar Cartoon Network. Logo Does he style. I didn't actually watch through the credits. Does he cut it like he used to? Because it used to like open up and it would have the two bars and he would slice them and it would slap closed on him. I don't remember. I think it does pretty much that mm-hmm. I would have to watch it again. But I was just happy to see that they even they even like carried that over into the future. I'll, I'll stick around in the next service. episode to see if I can catch it. Um, it was really well done, but then that, Brendan, is truly the end of the episode. Who, boy. This, off to a good start. It's off to a really good start. Uh, who, I, I am exhausted. It's it's a lot harder to talk about, to do these recaps, I feel like, when we're talking about like a serialized thing, because I feel like yeah. there's not a plot point that I can miss. <laughs> Yeah, no, you, you, and especially not remembering what's coming. Like, it's hard to be like, well, we can trim that because that doesn't really become relevant. Yeah. We can, you kind of have to touch on everything. I know. I can't remember exactly what's important. So, like, you might as well throw it all in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, and boy, does a lot happen in this episode. It, it's like jam packed. Yeah. And I think that's probably partially because it's serialized. They don't have to worry about wrapping anything up. So they're, yes. they're like free to set up all kinds of threads right away. They can throw like as much spaghetti at the wall as they want. Yeah. Like let it continue to slide down for like the next nine episodes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot to take in at first, but like some really incredible, uh, revelations, um, you know, about Jack's, you know, how, how long he's been here in Mm -hmm. the future, um, kind of where he's at, like mentally, um, where he's at physically, where like he has lost the one thing that can possibly defeat Aku. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they they do set up a ton of shit here. Um, but yeah, off off to a really strong start. I definitely agree with you there. Yep, uh, I like the introduction of the daughters of Aku as uh, what appears as of right now to be the like kind of driving villain force of the season. Mm-hmm. I think they're interesting. I want to know more about like that cult that they came from. Uh, I'm excited to see like what that's about. If they're actually like part of Aku, like if he impregnated that woman with them, uh, it's I'm interested. A lot of cool shit going on. Part of me is almost a little sad. We 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 sometimes rag on this show for like doing a lot of like side stories and like one off goofy kind of filler episodes and yeah. stuff like that. Whereas, like, when they do, like, uh, more storylines devoted to, like, the central plot of Samurai Jack, uh, speaking strictly in terms of, like, seasons one through four here. Yeah. um, 
we get like more excited, I feel like, about those moments because we're like, oh, finally, like we're learning a little bit more. Um, but it is almost a little bit sad to see, like sit here and like not be able to have like the thing of like, oh, this is the fun, wacky adventures that Jack got into this week. Like, what did we purely think of this? Yeah. Um, yeah. We can't think of it in that way now. We have to like also think of it as like, oh, like I can't wait to see what happens next. So it's 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 like a good and a bad thing. Kind of. Yeah, you, you you get so used to every episode being its own thing and some of them being kind of fillery, but still like a wacky fun time. And you, you kind of know at this point that you're not going to get that. Did you did you say this is a 10 episode season? Yes. Uh, yeah. So it's it's three episodes shorter than a usual season. Uh, and you know that they're devoting it to wrapping the story up. It is one serialized story yeah. as opposed to, yeah, maybe it, what is the majority of Samurai Jack, which is like very self-contained things that we can just like be over and done with one at a time. So like the, yeah. the nature of, I guess, ultimately what is like throwing me off is like the nature of our podcast has almost like changed. A yeah, bit. where everything before was existed in a vacuum. We didn't have to worry about what had happened before. Like even even though I hang on certain things like the rules of the sword and shit like that. It does. None yeah. of it really matters all that much from episode to episode. But this one, we almost can't really look at the episodes as their own thing, or at least I feel like that's going to be the case. Obviously, I don't know for sure. It's tougher to do that for sure. Yeah, um, we're going to everything has to be within the context of like what we know. Uh, so, yeah, you're right. It is going to be different because we're going to have to be calling back to things. We're going to have to be like, oh, and this is paying off that thing that happened in this episode. Like. We finally that, we finally learn who this green samurai guy is like, <laughs> well, I, you know what? I lied to you, Brendan. We never get to figure that out. <laughs> I, I don't remember. I, I think it's Mad Jack. <laughs> oh, yeah. He finally he like popped his head back out. Yeah, yeah. I think that's possible. It's the samurai warrior Jack thinks he should be. It's haunting him. I think it could be another character from that episode. The chibi Chewbacca. Oh, if oh, my God. If they fucking... If they had like him silhouetted and then like it cuts like where there's it's lit up and he's like suddenly not the same shape as he was and he pulls uh, off like the the staghorn helmet and it's chewy, I would be so happy. <laughs> I wouldn't even be mad. <laughs> nope. Yeah. And they could do it. They could do it like final episode right at the final scene. This guy shows up to help Jack and Jack is terrified and he pulls it off and he's like, yeah, you him. <laughs> And then it goes, and then it says end. And that's the end of Samurai Jack. (laughs) Wouldn't even be upset. Uh, Only time will tell. Um, But yeah, that's it's it's going to be very different moving forward. But like it is I am excited to. Yeah, like have have all these things set up in episode one and then get to see where where they take us from here. Yeah, I'm very excited to see how they wrap it up. I've I've never seen how the show ends. Yeah. and now doing it here, doing it here on the podcast with you sounds like a great way to to do it. Even though now that we're through the main series, I really just kind of want to fucking do it. I just want to watch them. Like I would Don't sit do down Brendan. tonight and watch them all. <laughs> I know I can't. I, I got a little bit ahead of myself when we got into some of our later episodes in season four, like kind of watched a couple episodes ahead because yeah. I, I knew it wasn't really going to be a huge deal if I watched like Jack and the Baby right after I watched a different one. Um, but this one, I am like very much committing to myself to only watching one of these every week, not yep. getting any further ahead before you and me have these discussions. We got to be we got to be living these moments out together. I am going to stick to the, what, what I've been doing for a while, which is I watch it right before we record. 
So it's super fresh in my memory. That is a good plan. We'll, yeah. we'll carry that out for nine more episodes before we're done with the damn thing. But yeah, before we have to play that video game. And play the the board game, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I'm less committed to the board game now than I was episode one of the show. <laughs> uh, you might change your mind when I tell you some of the characters you can play as in the board game. Spoilers. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay. That was episode 92 of Samurai Jack. Uh, no emails for us this week. Uh, but if you did want to reach out to us, uh, got to recap at gmail.com is the email address. Uh, let us know your thoughts on Samurai Jack, Cartoon Network, our podcast, anything like that. Um, and we would definitely love to hear from people. And, you know, maybe even like your thoughts on like the modern era, like what it was like to like watch Jack in like a modern context as opposed to like the original run. Yeah. Any sort of thoughts you have. Yeah. On, on this show, or sort of anything under those topics, uh, gotta recap at gmail.com. We would love to read them out on this show. That would be super cool. Hell yeah, let's do it. At gotta recap on social media, uh, hit us up there. We've had some good chatter, Brendan, in recent weeks on on some of our posts. Um, so we really appreciate everyone reaching out there. We did have, uh, we've got a, a newer listener, Avery, who commented on one of our posts uh, about a uh we had theorized if there was a samurai jack fighting game back in the day we weren't mm-hmm. sure or, or a cartoon network fighting game uh back in the day and we we didn't know we we'd assumed that maybe something like that had existed but we weren't entirely sure um avery pointed out there is a game called cartoon network punch time explosion which i had never heard of it's a terrible name but i guess i gotta check it out now I'm going to be looking up YouTube videos. I'm very interested to see what that looked like. I wonder what the online community is like for that. These days, uh, probably vibrant, I would yeah, say. Yeah, it's, it's it rivals uh, Melee, Project M. Oh, yeah. That's Brawl, um, right, actually? Yeah, you know, it's all the same. I have been trying to get into like the multiverses beta that's been going on, which is the newer fighting game with a bunch of Cartoon Network. and Oh, that's the one with like Shaggy, game. yeah. Yeah, I, I have not yet gotten into that beta, but I would very much like to hop in there. Or I think it's not far from actually coming out as like a free-to-play game. I think mm-hmm. that's coming up in the approaching months. So we'll take a look at that. Uh, oh, but maybe only if Samurai Jack is a playable character, which is not yeah. something that's confirmed to this point. I, I did play a little bit of that uh, not Nintendo Nickelodeon one uh, like a week or two ago. It's bad. It's so bad. <laughs> They added the voices to it, which they is did, which is a it, plus. I didn't play it without the voices, so I can't say it's better, but it was kind of fun hearing those characters. But it's not. It's not fun. It's not. Yeah, it's it's not the game that like I need at this no. point in my life. I don't see myself playing that much further. I do hope that Samurai Jack. You know what? Even if they don't have Samurai Jack in this one, maybe throw the Scotsman in there. Yeah, you can't put the Scotsman in it and not put Jack in it. <laughs> But wouldn't that be a really funny thing for them to do? <laughs> it would be very funny. But you absolutely cannot do that. Uh, no, absolutely not. Uh, you could you you could maybe get away with Aku. Maybe. But anyway, uh, yes, at Gotta Recap on social media, I think is where this whole conversation started. Mm-hmm. Um, and head to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Drop us five-star reviews of the show. That really helps 
especially, you know, as we are now sort of entering the final stages of the show, um, or at least the Samurai Jack version of the show, you know, days ahead, we'll figure out what we want to do. Right. Yeah. Um, but that would be a huge help, you know, trying to spread the reach of the show as much as we can sort of build up the community. And there's lots of episodes out there for you to, you know, share with your friends, you know, word of mouth is really the thing that helps podcasts like this grow uh, even further. So, you know, if you have any friends you want to, you say, Hey, we used to watch Samurai Jack together back in 2003. Do you want to uh, listen to two hours of two <laughs> dorks discussing uh, how much they loved Scaramouche? <laughs> and boy, did they. And boy, they sure did that. And they're both very tired. <laughs> anyway, if you think that's a situation and a conversation that you think you might have with a friend, uh, go ahead and do that. We would appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, Brendan, uh, I guess all I would have to say to you is, uh, au revoir, which means, uh, that's the end of the podcast, babe. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Bye. Bye.